in the studio with us this morning is Jenna Link. She is our Warren County Health Department Administrator. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning. Also proud auntie of a West Central Heat football player. Congratulations. Absolutely, Brody Link. So he, Brody Link? Yes. Good yes. for him. So we've been following the team all season long. It's exciting. Yeah, and just a reminder to those from out of town, because if you're in town, you know this, but the big Christmas open house walk you know, the traditional Christmas celebration is being moved. moved right, Tell us when it's right. going to be, Jenna. Uh, December 2nd. Second. Yeah, the yeah, Friday. The, the same day as moved Christmas it. on yeah, the square. Yeah. 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 So, at the, hey, that's okay. It's a big deal. You, you move a, a major celebration because guess what? We're this is a major state finals. Yeah. <laughs> So congratulations again. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I hope they hope they do well. So. Yes. A lot of important things to talk about this morning. You brought with you very, very important news for us. Good information here about the symptoms between colds, the common cold. We have the RSV, and we also have COVID. So talk to us. And flu. And so, flu. you know, you throw... We've been talking all along, you know, there's a lot of respiratory viral illness out there right now, and the symptoms are are really very similar. Um, So how do you know? And so, you know, I was kind of looking around. um, We had a board meeting last night, and I was at the office late, so I was trying to find a nice little chart that kind of captured all of those things and did come across something from the Children's Hospital out of Los Angeles that I thought was really helpful and posted to our Facebook page. But, you know, it does give you some, you know, common symptoms based on whether – is it cold? Is it flu? Is it COVID? Is it RSV? But, you know, the important thing is just really if you're not feeling well and not making improvements to reach out um, to your provider and, and, you know, getting a test for COVID or a test for flu or RSV, seeing kind of what's going on. And RSV tends to be more with the the infants and small children, although um, adults can get it as well, but it really impacts the younger the younger kids um, a lot more than adults. Why does it impact younger kids as opposed to adults? Well, a lot of it is just more the development um, of their immune system and their respiratory system, and with the age because they aren't exposed to so many things as kids. You know, your your immune system is just seeing some of those things. And um, okay, so what are the symptoms of RSV? So for RSV, you've got your cough, a runny nose, sneezing, fever, and wheezing. Um, Symptoms can typically last seven to ten days. Um, It can take four to six days from when you are exposed to when those symptoms um, develop. But that cough can hold on for up to six weeks. So, you know, some of those things are very similar to what we see with COVID and flu. And really the only way to know what's going on is to to go and get tested. The some parts of our state, the emergency rooms, the ICUs uh, do have an overflow of young kids with RSV right, right, right now. So right. take it serious. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, it can really pose problems with their and give them difficulty breathing and shortness of breath. So um, it's important to be able to, you know, you might have to have um, like a breathing treatment, like an albuterol, just to assist with the breathing. And then, it, I mean, it can lead to hospitalization. So um, it is is something that should be taken serious. Okay, the common cold. How do we know if we have the common cold? Common cold, once again, cough, a low-grade fever, sneezing, sore throat, and a stuffy nose. So a lot of times it's stuffy versus runny. You know, those are some of the little little differences that the physician kind of looks at when you go in with symptoms. Okay, and the flu? And the flu. Two types of flu. Well, two different kinds of flu. We think of the tummy flu and the head yeah, cold Yeah, there's the, there's the vomiting and diarrhea, which is more the, the gastrointestinal issues. But the respiratory seasonal flu that we typically look at every year, there's body aches, chills, cough, 
fatigue, there can be fever, headache, sore throat, and stuffy nose. And that typically will, um, you know, three to five days at the peak of symptoms and then kind of subside after that. So. Okay. And COVID, there's just too many symptoms to uh, list. It, the, the list is, and everybody kind of has a different experience with COVID. You know, I feel like you talk to one person, you've talked to one person, you talk to somebody else and they had a completely different experience with COVID. So, you know, that list of, of symptoms continue, body aches, chills, cough, it can be diarrhea, fi- fatigue, um, fever, headache, loss of smell or taste. That's one that's unique to COVID that you don't really see in the other illnesses. Um, it can have nausea and vomiting, shortness of breath, stuffy or runny nose. So Okay. All right. Well, get out of here, cold flu, RSV, and COVID season. Right? Get out of here. Right. And so just make sure when you're out and about, you know, wash your hands frequently when you're touching surfaces that everybody else touches. If you're not feeling well, make sure you're covering your cough. Um, or staying home. Don't uh, touch your you eyes. Know, don't t- eyes, nose, mouth. That's your T-zone that we talk about. Um, that's a good way to spread germs from surfaces that you've touched into your respiratory tract. So, Okay. Also, um, just be careful that if you're older, uh, we want to prevent pneumonia as well. Right, so right. when should yeah. someone be taking uh, their oxygen levels? When should they really be concerned about contacting their primary co- provider? You know, if you're having shortness of breath, that that really is important then at that point that you should be contacting your your physician. And and we've talked, you know, the bivalent booster is out there now for COVID. Make sure you're getting that. That will help, you know, minimize symptoms. The flu shot right now, it appears that one of the strains in this year's seasonal flu is one of the strains that's circulating right now. So it should have good results. Make sure you have your flu shot. So just make sure you're taking all of those steps to your perspective to protect yourself, especially if you're in the high-risk age group or with other underlying conditions that puts you at a higher risk, you know, for severe illness, possibly hospitalization. So, you know, those frontline defenses help help get you into the season. So. Okay. Jenna Link with us, Warren County Health Department Administrator. And, uh, okay, so anything else you want to talk about with uh, cold, flu, RSV, or COVID? I think that's good. I'm, okay. I think. I mean, All we right. are in... Um, low community level right now for COVID. So, you know, the impact on healthcare is not so much COVID. It seems to be more the flu and the RSV. Um, transmission is still substantial. So we're still seeing a lot of new cases, but not, not severe illness really with COVID. So Okay. All right. What's next that you have? Um, well, we November is Diabetes Awareness Month. Um, we do partner with OSF Holy Family, and we do a community health needs assessment. They they go through the process every three years. We go through the process every five. But we kind of take a look at, you know, the health needs in the community and where there's gaps and what the trends are. We, we focus this year really on chronic disease but highlighting diabetes. And so... Um, I just wanted to kind of highlight, you know, October, April and October, we always do our lab specials. And so last October, we, we had over 100 participants take advantage of our lab, our discounted lab programs. And, and an A1C, which is an easy screening for diabetes, um, you don't have to fast for that. It just kind of takes a look of what your three-month average is. And so, you know, it's a great screening tool to see if you are pre-diabetic or diabetic. $20 is all it costs you, even on a, on a normal day, not during our, our month where there's, you know, our specials. So um, it's just a great tool for the community to come in and, and get that done and, 
you know, we can share the results with your provider if, if, if need be. So that's a good one. Um, and then it is, you know, Thanksgiving right around the corner and not too long after that will be Christmas. So it's, it's the season for, um, great, great food, great food and lots of cooking. Now, do you do a traditional turkey? Um, My dad is in charge of the turkey, but yes, but he does. They stuff the turkey. You know, we, we go all in. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite dessert? Pumpkin pie. Is it pumpkin? Yeah, that's what I'm in charge of the pumpkin pies. I they, I have a recipe that my daughter actually brought home nice. and we tried. And so that's been the family favorite now. And so okay. I'm in charge of the pumpkin pie. I like the pecan pie. Yes, that's yeah. good too. Favorite side? Mm, stuffing. Probably. Stuffing, stuffing okay. is good. Do you guys do oyster or just regular? Just regular. Okay. No, my dad, no oysters. I've mm. never heard of oyster stuffing until I moved here. But. Yeah, no, not at our, not at our house. Okay. <laughs> All right. What you but have? yeah, so we talk about the food safety tips. Like, you know, we get calls every year about how should I thaw my, my turkey. And so, you know, we, we, um, pulled down some tips from the USDA about, about, um, prepping that turkey. You know, it should be thawed really in the refrigerator or you can do it under cold running water and you change that water out every 30 minutes to thaw it, um, or you can thaw it in the microwave, and then, but it should go directly to the cooking process. You can actually cook a frozen turkey, but it will increase your cooking time by 50%. So okay. you know, I feel like people are getting up at the crack of dawn to start their turkey anyway, that, that probably wouldn't be my number one option. But if it all, you know, kind of, yeah. How long do you need to thaw it in the refrigerator? I know that's based on pounds as well. Yeah, so it's 24 hours for every um, every four to five pounds of the bird. So you really have to plan ahead. It would it'd take probably a couple of days to get it thawed out and ready to go. Okay. So. And then, you know, as far as cooking that turkey, it really needs to reach 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, if you stuff the bird, that in the stuffing inside also needs to reach 165 degrees. So my dad always has his metal stem thermometer, and he'll checks the turkey, gives me a call. I go and look. We always confirm, like, yep, we're we're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole process. So. That's funny, but it's fun. And how about storing afterwards? You know how people like to leave it on the countertops, but so people you really can go should back break that forth. down. You know, about two hours afterwards, start. Cutting it, you know, you can divide things into smaller pieces so that it cools faster and and divide it up and get it get it put away within probably two to four hours afterwards. So okay, especially anything you know ready to eat stuff that doesn't have to be hot or cold that that's fine. But it's you know your potentially hazardous foods that would need to be broken down and stored right away. Okay, sounds good. Any other tips for us for cooking at Thanksgiving? Make sure you're washing your hands. Oh, sure. Wiping down surfaces. You know, we talk about ready-to-eat foods that don't have to be held at a certain temperature. Make sure you're separating, um, you know, the cutting boards where you prep your turkey versus where you're prepping a side salad. Um, Keep those things apart. Okay. Sounds good. And if people, uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. If you would like to and you need a place to, to go for some fellowship, uh, it will be at the American Legion on Thanksgiving Day. I believe High Point Church in charge of this year's community Thanksgiving right, dinner. Right. You can make donations if you're interested in that at Security Savings Bank is where the account is at to um, to be able to do this community Thanksgiving right, dinner. Right. And then there's another one this weekend in Kirkwood mm. at uh, the Westminster Church, too. Nice. So. Uh, there are pl- and they also uh, on on uh, Thanksgiving Day 
the community Thanksgiving dinner does have delivery oh. um, as well and yeah. carry out. So nice. you can do that and know that it was uh, uh, safely prepared and right, or you right. can join for some fellowship. That's great. That's great. Lots going on. Lots going on. Anything else, Jenna, you I want people to know? I think that's good for us. All right. You have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Ha- I'll see happy you Thanksgiving. At Freezing for Food. I can't wait. <laughs> I hope it's warmer. <laughs> I hope it is too. Jenna Link with us, Warren County Health Department on 1330 WR.